Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Today on the podcast, I am talking about abundant mindset versus scarcity mindset. And I'm going to give it from my perspective. I know there's a lot of articles out there. If you just Google what is abundant mindset, I'm sure a bunch of articles will come to mind. But hopefully by hearing some of my story, it'll start to personalize it for you. Um, I think I came into the world probably a bit of a positive thinker. Like I, I think I believed in good and beauty in the world, um, but like many of us, went through painful things and went through uh, growing up in a home where I was super aware, probably more aware than kids should be about the lack there was in our life and the lack there was in myself. And um, I think being the second oldest, I think I was exposed to um like stresses around money more than I should have, or just in my little kid brain, made up bigger stories about finances um, growing up. And so that has been a huge thing in, you know, breaking free from scarcity um, into more of an abundant mindset is really looking at the childhood environment I grew up in that really uh, drove into my subconscious this belief that there's never enough. And that has taken years to kind of outwork from me. So as you listen to this podcast, I encourage you to be gentle with yourself and not shame yourself for having a scarcity mindset, but really view it as like uh, an episode that you get to listen to to create awareness around your thinking because awareness is like the first place that you can start because sometimes we're not even aware. We just take everything as fact. And the confusing thing about scarcity is it's kind of true. So I think a lot of us were raised and even in school, our teachers, the way they motivated us often the time was through the language of threat. Like something's going to be taken away from you if you don't do X, Y, and Z. So that's kind of true. <laughs> it's, it's kind of very true. And so that's why we can become so attached to this idea of scarcity and it feeling really true. So a lot of the time when it, we're in that threat, like if you do this, this is going to happen. Like everything feels very high stakes and it makes you almost freeze. I know for me, I'll freeze if everything feels too high stakes and there's so much fear driving the show. Um, and like for an example of like a threat, it's like, if you don't play nice with your brother and sister, you'll never have friends. So I actually don't remember my parents necessarily saying that, but I think when we hear that voice of threat and when we have language around and our tone around the voice of threat, it's, it's coming from a place of fear, not from a place of like curiosity and invitation and, hey, you're made really well, you're good, you're whole, 
And how about we learn how to be kind to people? We're going on a journey of learning, like, which is like easier said than done. Cause I know parents, like it's exhausting. And so sometimes the easiest thing to do is to threaten them, you know? Um, but I think sometimes that is our, for me, that was my internal voice, the way that I related to myself. So if you don't do this, if you don't get married by the time you're 25, then you're going to be a failure like that kind of like urgent voice that's very, very threatening. And I think a lot of us live our lives that way. And so that leaks out everywhere we go. But I want to invite you into a different mindset. So abundant thinking is really about ownership and you are in the driver's seat of your life. Life You are not going to be the person who, oh my gosh, life is happening to me or I'm at the mercy of my boss. I I don't get a choice. Like you are actively choosing to happen to your life rather than have life happen to you. Whereas scarcity thinking, like the point of view of scarcity thinking is you're a victim, uh, I'm being bullied, um you don't have a choice. So that is very much in the lack mentality. I don't have a choice. I'm not capable. I'm powerless. And just by me saying this to you and you walking away from that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to go, got it, Ella. I'm not going to have a scarcity mindset. It's more like you are going to create awareness and kind of have a filter process of how the way that you put your thoughts through, like you process through your thoughts. So, and I'm, I'm like speaking on this, but still scarcity comes up for me. So like, if I believed, let's say, you know, I had friends, you know, move out of town and now my friendship circles changed. If I am in a lack mentality, I will go into scarcity of like, well, I'm never going to have friends like that again. It's never going to happen for me. And that's what my fear would do. But how I take it through the filter abundance filter process is to go, wow, this is really painful. I'm going to process the emotions that are coming up around what's happening about my friends leaving. Okay, so that feels like rejection. It feels like abandonment. I'm going to like sit with those uncomfortable feelings and actually like befriend the fear that's coming up, the fear that says you're never going to have, which is the threat that often we were, you know, even if you put on the news, there's so many threats. That's, that's really the language of scarcity. And so we look at what's threatening us, what, what we feel afraid of. And then we choose into, and my way of getting through this is actually through gratitude of like, well, I'm grateful for the time I had with them, or I'm grateful for this friend that, you know, I can always call and I can FaceTime this person. And like, I tell my brain that there are options because that's what abundance does. It's always looking for options. Um, And so I'll go through that process and then I'll also look at testimonies. So we have to see to believe that something could be possible for us. So if we are constantly like, and this is like our meditation, our brain, like if we're constantly around people or we are that person that complains all the time and looks for the negative, then we will always find it. So 
I start to look at, well, for that friend, they had friends move out of town, but then they had more friends come in and then there's always enough friends. <laughs> and and so you kind of like look to other stories of people who have gone through other s- situations and go, well, if it can happen for them, it can happen for me. I think the dangerous stories are around our lovability and our self-worth. So And like the real hard truth is sometimes we make choices in our life where we do hurt people and they reject us. That is a real thing that we need to sort through and work with a counselor or a coach or someone, some like really get to the bottom of like why that's happening. And again, like that's actually shows that you would have abundant mindset to look at like, what energy am I putting out in the world to make me keep attracting this? And so your, your final landing place isn't, gee, I'm the worst person ever because I have no friends and people are the worst and I'm bad. The end, I'll just live isolated. That's often what people arrive at because that's the only safety they know. But actually what abundance does is take it to that next level of really taking radical ownership of your life and going like, maybe how I'm showing up, I can choose into a a different mindset, take responsibility for how I've shown up in relationships, look at like my childhood programming that got me into attracting these kind of relationships. And then you come from like a way more empowered place. So guys, having an abundant mindset actually requires you to do the work, which is kind of sucky, especially when we want, it feels like comforting to stay in our little victim space. Um, so I think other, other like ways that scarcity can show up is that we say things like, well, if you want a job to be done properly, you can, you can only trust yourself. Like that is in a scarcity mindset because it's avoiding collaboration. And then um, another way of scarcity is like, oh, I don't want to do collaboration because I want to take all the credit. And so that's really like where our ego is um, in trying to protect our sense of like place in the world. Um, And I think of like comparison, right? Comparison and scarcity are part of the shame family. They're functions of shame. And comparison is I am measuring my enoughness to someone else's enoughness. Or Brene Brown talks about like there being upward comparison and downward comparison. Upward comparison is, well, I'm not as good as that person. And downward comparison is... um, downward comparison is, well, at least I'm not as bad as that person. So both of them are, we're assessing something external for our value in the world. And comparison is also connected to jealousy and envy. Jealousy is when there's three people involved and it's like, you're going to miss out on something because those two friends are doing something together. That's what jealousy is. Um, envy is you see someone on vacation in the Caribbean and you're like, oh, I'm so envious of them. They have that, or they have that nice house that that's what it is. But to me, I think I 
probably before I did all of this emotional healing, I would have seen jealousy or envy as good and bad, like or bad, if that makes sense. I would have labeled it as you don't feel those things. It's not good to feel those things. It's not right to feel those things. But the more I've accepted my humanity, I actually pay attention to when I do feel those things. And what an abundant mindset will do is go, how do I use, how do I leverage that trigger of jealousy to show that actually I am, I'm actually going to reprogram something inside me that says I'm actually deserving of having that need met there as well. Or I'm actually that you know, getting envious of someone on a vacation actually shows me that that's my heart desire. And how can I go on a journey of like really upgrading my mindset to believe that that could be possible for me too? So it's just evidence of desires, if that makes sense. The other thing about scarcity and abundance mindset is that scarcity is very short-term focused and abundance is long-term focus. So I know for me, a lot of the time I would just live in the, what's happening in front of me and what, how do I like get what I want, like in the present moment and I'm in a lot of pain. So how do I get out of pain as soon as possible? And, um, and, and so I never really could fully connect with my future self. So when you're in scarcity, you're really living for the moment, which in some ways, like it's good to be in the moment and be present in the moment. But if you're not thinking about your future self, like that means there's like an abandonment of your future self. So long-term focus looks at, I don't actually need, like this abundant mindset of long-term focus is, I actually don't need instant success in something. I'm okay at process. I'm okay at being okay at something and then going on a journey to get better at it. Whereas scarcity is there's not enough time. I'm already behind in in what I want to achieve in life. So what's the point of even trying? Because I'm already behind. I'm already behind. And one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is my future self. And I really like to me, I'm trying to break up with this toxic scarcity relationship with time of you have to have done X, Y, and Z by this time and start reframing it to who, like what, who am I when I'm in my fifties and sixties? Like, what am I actually doing? What am I doing in my seventies? And thinking about like, what I want to be cultivating in that time, rather than by the time I'm this age, I need to have done X, Y, Z. Because that belief system, while it may feel a little motivating sometimes, I know that that mindset, once you, you know, when you have enough disappointments in your life, that actually doesn't serve you. But if you think a bit more long-term about like, you know, building a skill set and where you're going to be at when you turn a certain age or how healthy you want to feel when you turn a certain age, you start being in life for the long-term game, the long haul, rather than I need this instantly to happen for me, for me to feel okay. So abundance is really you are worthy and whole right now 
where you're at. Scarcity is you're on a rat like a rat race or a hamster wheel of never feeling good enough. And once you get X, Y, and Z, then you'll feel good enough. And so this abundant mindset is a deeply spiritual practice because you're learning to live a really rich internal life, an abundant internal life, which is like peaceful, at ease, um, unwavered by life stresses, you know how to internally lock into like a still place. And from that still place, you actually see options in your life. So I know for me, if I get triggered, it's usually like I'm outside going in rather than in going out. And the outside is like urgent, pulling on me and feels very high stakes, which some things in life are high stakes. I don't want to dismiss anyone's experience, but I think I'm saying all this because because the reason it's a deeply spiritual practice is because in this world, there is a lot of lack and a lot of like situations where our logical mind cannot figure out. And so, learning to have an in a rich abundant internal system that believes all things will work together for good that um deeply believes that solutions will come to you um that there's a higher power that's going to bring solutions and the way through this like that is the space where you can learn to surrender to and be at peace within So just in closing, there's a couple of points that you can start to cultivate or start to practices you can start to build into your life to become abundant. And the first one is mindfulness and becoming aware and becoming an observer in your life rather than over-internalize everything that's happening to you. So mindfulness is becoming aware of when are you in fear and scarcity? Like when are you making a decision from a place of lack or scarcity? And then shifting and starting to make choices from an abundant mindset. And it's crazy because once you start taking action from that abundant mindset, and that's connecting with your highest self, your true self, how would they show up in the world? It's almost like miracles. You naturally just see miracles happen because that's been really real in my life. Creating mindfulness, the next part is to create an expanded awareness. So expansion happens when we see to believe that something could be possible. That's why stories and testimony is so powerful, especially when we see, we can identify ourselves in that person. That's why vulnerability, when we have authors and leaders and speakers share their vulnerable stories, it actually brings us into a place of hope of like, actually they were just like me. Now I can Um, also have the courage to be uh, free like them. And so I think that, you know, feasting on testimony is super important. I think another one that's quite practical is actually look at little areas in your life where you're kind of good at something. And you might not be like a genius at it, but you know that you can naturally do that. And think about how to master that skill or grow that gift 
And because what that does is builds over time, you, you can choose into how do I become a master at this thing that I'm kind of good at? Because what that does is actually grows self-belief and self-confidence so that you know, like, actually, I know how to do this. I feel really confident that I'm capable about, about that. And just like when you actually, there's actually research that shows when you focus on something you're pretty good at, and then you put more attention in the area of your, your strength, you will actually find that the areas where you have weakness, you will find that you get better at that because you naturally have confidence in this other area. So the other thing is gratitude. Gratitude is not some sort of attitude adjustment thing. It's actually so good for your brain to look for evidence of things that you are grateful for and actually let yourself emotionally connect to that gratitude. And that is like, that has been my game changer of like looking for evidence where it has worked out because I know it can be really easy to look at the evidence of where it hasn't, but building a practice where you are actively looking to be grateful every day, you will start like that grows such a sense of hope in you. Um, and it will, it's actually so good for your brain as well and rewiring your brain. And in connection to gratitude, I think gratitude would be the fruit of abundance and complaining would be the fruit of scarcity. So complaining is like, like nails on a chalkboard. Seriously. I think when you are constantly complaining about something it will, it will, you are literally prophesying over yourself that that will keep on happening. And I know for me, like if I've gone through seasons of complaining a lot, it's there, there needs to be probably um, a boundary that needs to happen, maybe because I'm building up resentment towards someone, or it's I need to get out of that situation. And so complaining is another like fruit of like being a victim and not, and it's everybody else's fault and everyone else is terrible. And that's really a powerless place to be in. And the last thing in, and it's connected to like the words that we speak, complaining is like a very toxic place to, like it'll take you to toxic places, um, but actually speaking life. So over yourself. So meditations, affirmations, like sometimes with affirmations, I think that they're kind of like something that bounces off you sometimes. So I like if you were, if I was to tell myself I am a author, like my brain would go, actually, that's not true. It would bounce off me. But if I have bridge statements in my, like who I'm becoming, if I say I am learning to be a writer, like then I can actually connect with that idea. And I also think that sometimes affirmations and declarations uh, don't work when we have pain that hasn't been processed. So deep in our subconscious, it's like there's a di um, cognitive dissonance between what we our head knows and what our heart knows. So, and actually it's like through meditation, through inner healing, inner child healing, you know, I like talk about that a lot. <laughs> what you, like a lot of the time, 
like you would have heard in my episode on being in New York, like I'm actually going to New York to study acting because I am doing that for my 15-year-old self. So that is a form of what reparenting is. Like how do you give something to your inner child that they didn't get growing up? And the last thing would be learning how to take aligned action. So, and that's why it's good to filter your thoughts through a bit of a system or take your triggers through some journal prompts that kind of look at why do I feel so afraid in making this decision? Does this decision feel in alignment with my true self and abundance? And really just thinking through how would abundant person show up today? How would I show up like even in lack in finances or whatever, you're learning to show up as though your bank account is full, as though, um, you know, you're walking into a room like you belong there rather than walking in feeling like you're going to get rejected. So it's really like looking at ways that you can cultivate the feeling of being abundant and then taking action from that place and showing up in the world from that place. So here are some basic uh, thoughts on what abundance is. There's so much to this topic that it's actually like a bigger topic than a 25-minute episode. But if you're interested in getting coaching on this, uh, feel free to reach out. Go to my website, www.ella-hooper.com. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.